0: This is a Balanced Brain Podcast with your hosts, Melanie Nicholson and Sean Clift.
1: Hey, it's Melanie from the Balanced Brain Podcast. Um, I'm going to do a brain snap. I'm going to give Sean a call. He is, has created a garden at home, so I'm going to talk about how to build a garden at home. I'm just going to give him a quick call now. Hey, Melanie. Hey, Sean. How are you going? Really good. Good. I've just told the audience that I'm giving you a call about how you've built your own garden at home and how you can go about doing that for the listeners.
0: Well, look, great, great that you give me a call. Is it's, it's quite a funny thing that happened a couple of months ago. I think when my little girl was at preschool, they were hammering them about, you know, gardening and how good it was to grow your own food and things like that. So one day, Rosanna came into. Out to us on the back deck and said, "Mom, Dad, I really got to talk to you guys. I, I I don't think we should be spending so much money at the supermarket. I think we should start growing our own food. Now we've always had a had a little herb garden. We've always had some herbs growing and things like that. But we thought, okay, great, let's get into it. Let's do it. So we um went through the process of getting a couple of raised garden beds and a couple of um you know sort of raised up." um garden like like pots that we can put around and and we we started to get into it so we had a summer crop and um which we got a little bit off it um not heaps but it was a it was a great start so it's been really interesting
1: yeah and what's what sort of things are you growing
0: so at the moment i had some turmeric growing last season which has gone crazy so it's Almost at the stage where it can be harvested. So last year I got about oh, maybe two kilos. Um, two kilos of turmeric. Tum- <laughs> yeah, I mean seventy five dollars a kilo at the fruit and veg shop. So I'm hoping to sort of get maybe maybe you know five or six kilos of turmeric this year. So the turmeric's looking really really good. It's all flowered. So um, sort of the the end of. Um, summer sort of autumn period the, the leaves will sort of brown off from that and they'll be ready to harvest so i'm hoping to get a good harvest of turmeric but we had some green beans growing so we had a good couple of um meals worth of green runner beans um we had heaps of tomatoes so we were sort of getting you know about a punnet of tomatoes a week wow um we hmm. had some cucumbers growing we had plenty of good rocket lettuce and some um, you know mixed lettuce leaves so although we didn't have enough to kind of only have that for every meal but we we certainly supplemented with stuff that we bought at the supermarket.
1: That's fantastic and you know we've had food few shortages a, a few times whether you know supply issues and that so it's a it must be a great feeling knowing that you've got veggies just in case if that happens again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, like, one of the things that grew really well is that we've got amazing eggplants, actually. So the, the eggplants are still growing really, really well, even though the sort of summer season started to cool off a little bit now. We've still got, um, you know, four or four of good-sized eggplants on the, on the tree and some more flowers for them to come. But we're just in a bit of a transitional period now, so I've, I've just sort of taken out all of those summer... Um, some of things that we were growing, and I've just planted um, some things that'll do a bit better in the winter time. So I've just put in some sugar snap peas. I've put in some silver beet, some beet roots um, a lot of spinach, um, uh, 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 and i will put in some beans again as well. So um, yeah, so at the moment, it's all about um, light issues. You know, like that's one of the things that um has been a bit of a challenge it's a bit of a challenge in the winter time is that you know being in the inner city it's um hard to get a house that sort of you know got that big area with full sun so um you've got to sort of take that into consideration so um, i've sort of moved some um pots around that are in a bit more sunny areas and some on my shed roof i've put a two pots on the shed roof, I'll, I'll take a video and, and put it on our Instagram so yeah, everyone can great. see. And how do you and stop I've also, things... I've also experimented with some mirrors, uh, mirrors. which I've, I've read a little bit about. So I'm trying to get a little bit more um, sunlight into the to the sort of sunlight oh, right. area of our yard where we've got the garden rolling. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes.
1: And how do you stop things from eating the fruit and veg? Like you know, how you get possums and things like that. Like, that's what Uh, happens in a lot of...
0: Absolutely. Like, in Brisbane, there are more possums than people. (laughs) They absolutely love the herb garden. So, yeah, you've got to have raised garden beds. Raised garden beds or some sort of netting or some sort of covering that you can put over it. We've gone with raised garden beds. So um, we've got a couple of corrugated raised garden beds. Um, so the possum simply can't climb up in there unless there's some overhanging branches and things like that So we found a possum sort of chomping away at, at um, our spinach So that's going to have to move because um, they really love spinach um, But yeah, so we've we've gone with having raised garden beds So everything's sort of lifted up off the ground So it makes it hard for the possums to get in now, As far as other pests go, I've, I, I want to stay... You know, fully organic, so I haven't used any pesticides um, or any fertiliser. Just everything's sort of organic. So, really, it's about getting in the garden every day, and if you sort of see, you know, a caterpillar or a slug or um, you know, we get a lot of little grasshoppers and things like that, you just got to physically remove them. That's that's honestly the best way to do it.
1: And what do you have recommended about soil? Like, what type of soil have you been using, and how well, important soil's is it?
0: And, and obviously, you know, like my job is actually in gardening, so, uh, but you know, I mainly look after sort of residential properties. It's the first, first real experiment that I've, I've done with really trying to grow food, but soil's key. So, um, what you want to do is, is if you do a little bit of research about what certain types of plants complement each other and so some plants take a lot of nitrogen out of the soil and some plants put a lot of nitrogen back in the soil so what you want to do is you just want to be rotating um rotating the crop if you know what i mean so um, you you want to start with really good soil if you're buying a good organic mix from um from you know from bunnings or you know whatever hardware store you go to get something that's got a high um, level of organic material. If you can do composting at home, composting is a great way to get that into the soil and um, you know, build up those nutrients in there as well. Seaweed solution is really good. You can get some good organic, um, you know, organic mixes that you can sort of mix in with the soil dynamic lifter and things like that. The soil is really critical.
1: And how good has it been, like Rosanna's been getting in there and helping with the garden, it's really good for kids to know where their food's growing and coming from, right? That's How important has that been? Well, I think that's the most important
0: thing because when... When you're growing your own things, you may not be able to get enough to sort of sustain yourself. Like, you know, if you had two acres of land that had a lot of good sunlight, then you might be able to sustain yourself. But if you've got an inner-city property or even a unit with a balcony, you can grow your sun. And I think it's really important for kids to see that because otherwise they're so disconnected from that process that when they go to the shops, they just think everything comes in a plastic container. Whereas now you know my little girl enjoys coming down into the garden with me so she she's really keen to um you know experiment with the different things that we're, we're growing so it introduces the new food, foods because she's really keen to try it if she's grown it so kids will you know get actively involved in cooking and trying different things if you're growing a little bit of eggplants and beans and that, that they'll get really excited by eating those things so then when you're trying to introduce new foods um, that you're buying from the shops, it just becomes easier that they, they know that that's, um, you know, it's an organic process. It's not just something that comes in a plastic container.
1: And how would you, like, if people are listening and they want to start for the first time, what do you think is is just a few basics to start with or even vegetables that are easy to grow and start, start that process?
0: My, my advice would be to start a herb garden. Yeah. Yeah you don't know where to start, start a herb garden. Except coriander,
1: some, which no one knows how to grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so,
0: you, you know, look, the big, the big thing with coriander is that everyone thinks that it's a, you know, it's a tropical and summer kind of, uh, you know, plant. But actually, it thrives in the wintertime. So, oh, yeah. I mean, in, in Australia, you know, it's a good time to put coriander in now. It'll grow really well over the wintertime. It actually sort of struggles in the in the summer. So, it's a bit of a misconception because I think it's always sort of we always sort of think of it as thai food and in mexican food and all those sort of summery kind of things but it's it 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 actually like doesn't like it being so hot but a herb garden is a great way to start so even if you're living you know in a city and in a high-rise apartment if you've got a balcony you can get a herb garden growing and um, it, it makes all the difference to your cooking. So you can get results straight away just by throwing in a bit of chives or some freshly cut parsley or putting some, you know, freshly picked basil into a tomato sauce or on a pizza or just mix through some pasta. A little bit of rosemary is easy to grow. Um, if, you, if you get a herb garden going, it's gonna. It, it, that's the best way to get started. You can start with a little pot on your balcony.
1: Yeah, that sounds like great advice, Sean. I'd love to be. I've tried, but yes, and I've I've had the worst luck like with tomatoes, which I'd love to grow because be a lot of them. But yeah, I think it's. Um, I think people are thinking about that more, and particularly since you know the toilet paper crisis. Well, we can't sort of grow toilet paper, but at least we can grow some veg and some yeah, herbs well, at, at home. And I think that's a herb really important. Garden going, Mel. Yeah, Let's I'll check in, see how uh, your herb. Garden. I will. I'll
0: get, get it. the bunnings, get a couple of pots,
1: put it out on the balcony. You know, I do have a garden. Like we built one, but there's no actual herbs or vegetables in it. So I've actually even got the the bed ready to go. But yeah, we haven't tried it. So
0: get some good organic soil. Um, you know, you can you can really make it decorative too. So it, can, it can be something that looks really pretty on your balcony. A good herb garden. <laughs>
1: that sounds like. Oh, that sounds like great advice, Sean. Thanks so much for telling us about how to grow a garden, and I think the listeners would really benefit from some of those tips.
0: Good to catch up. All right, great.
1: Thanks, Sean. Bye.